Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to what is the second Sunday of Advent, the week when we remember the ministry of the prophets, and the lectionary this year has led us to consider the prophet Malachi. Malachi, the last book in the canon or the collection of Jewish scriptures that we Christians call the Old Testament. The book that brings it all to a close. And as we reflect on Malachi's ministry this morning, I want you to ask yourself three questions. What's in a name? What's in a word? And what sort of prophet am I? What's in a name? What's in a word? And what sort of prophet am I? So, What's in a name? I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people who hates it when you go to a conference where you have to wear name badges. I always want to rebel and not wear the name badge. And the reason I I want to rebel is because sharing your name with somebody is actually a, a hugely profound human interaction. If we want to build a good relationship with somebody, in in whatever context, the very first step is to say your name, your personal name to them, and for them to share their name with you. It is such a profound human thing to do, just simply to go and say, hello, I'm Simon, who are you? And to hear their name And the best thing to do to remember the name is to say it back to them as soon as you possibly can. It is deeply human to share your personal name. And all good relationships start with that interaction. Malachi is a great name for a prophet. Malachi in Hebrew literally means my messenger. Great name for a prophet. So when we read the opening verse of of this last book of the Jewish scriptures, we're supposed to sit up and take notice. Malachi opens with the line, an oracle, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi through my messenger. We're supposed to sit up and take notice with that name. And so in this, in this one name, we discover the first and most fun- fundamental characteristic of what a prophet is. A prophet is someone who is called as a messenger of God. A messenger of of God himself. And at this point, I want to immediately lay my theological stall out. And it's a theological position that has, has come about because I actually work in the context of a university rather than a church. And that experience has actually changed my theological context, my perspective. My theological view is this. I believe God desperately wants more prophets in his world today. 
more Malachi's, more people who can be messengers of his word. And yes, I think he needs a few in the church. But more importantly, I think God needs Malachi's in education, in politics, in the Ministry of Defence, in the National Health Service, in academic research and science, in youth clubs, in old people's homes, in retail outlets, in garages, in sport, the arts, and a thousand other fields of human endeavour. God needs his messengers in those places as well as the church. And actually, if you're a follower of Jesus in the God's world today, that means you. Because it, it came when you signed up to that one response, when Jesus said to you, come follow me. Your response to that was a response to be a messenger, to be a prophet, to be a Malachi. But what are Malachi's supposed to do? Well, this leads us on to the second characteristic of a prophet. A prophet is called to proclaim a word from God. The messenger is not just supposed to take any sort of message. The message is always, if it's prophetic, a word from God himself. And a word from God himself always reveals what is really going on. The word reveals what is true and what is real. In his day, which was probably the early 5th century BC, Malachi had to proclaim what was really going on in Israel. There were a few things which everybody knew were going on and everyone was complicit in and everybody was turning a blind eye to including the priests the temple in Jerusalem had been rebuilt as the people had returned from exile and worship had begun once more but many people were bringing pretty shoddy sacrifices into the temple many people were shortchanging God with their tithes and a rather casual attitude of faithfulness in marriage and a few other ethical standards had spread throughout the entire community. And Malachi's basic message was, in the whole of the book, this is what's going on, God sees what's going on, and God wants it to stop. That was the basic message. A decade ago, we were all talking about spin in politics, weren't we? Yeah, a decade ago. What are we all talking about now? Fake news. Yeah? And fake news is so bad now that secondary schools in the UK are having to introduce lessons for teenagers to help them discern what is real and what is fake on the internet and all their social media platforms. Did you hear that word, discern? Yeah? You see, underpinning all of this is the reality that today all forms of human commerce are reliant on the power of words. 
and often whether those words are true or fake or whether that really matters at all. Malachi shows us that God is interested in the words that are true and real. So just like in Malachi's day, I believe God is now looking for people who will stand up and say, this is the truth of what is really going on. God sees what is really going on and God wants some stuff to stop. Yet we also need to remember that this is not primarily about judgment, condemnation and punishment. It's not about that. It's all about restored relationship. For the third characteristic of a prophet's ministry is to call people back into a life-giving, loving relationship with God. As Malachi proclaimed God's loving message to the people of Israel, he ended with these words, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Then moreover, the whole of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, comes to a conclusion with a promise of a knock-on effect as a result of this restored relationship with God. Malachi literally ends with these words, And God will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. You see, getting it right with God leads to getting it right with each other in relationship. So what sort of prophet are you? Are you willing to take up the challenge to be God's messenger in our world today in your sphere of influence? Are you willing to seek and to speak about what is true and real rather than what is popular and fake? Do you want to see things as God sees them rather than believe all the spin? Do you want to see human relationships restored and especially our relationship with God? Well, if you're answering yes to all these questions, then God is calling you to stick the name Malachi (laughs) on your heart, just like that sticky label, and do something about it. And if your heart is pounding right now, you're probably being called to something specific and prophetic. And if that's you, there will be an opportunity to pray for you at the end of the service. If your heart is pounding at that thought. However, to close my sermon, I'd like to share a a story with you from this week out of my context at the university. And it's a story I share simply to put some flesh on the bones. I attended a carol service in the Roman Catholic Cathedral in Portsmouth last week. And it was a fairly traditional affair, readings and carols, the university choir was singing, and a lovely occasion. 
And there was one particular young lady who, who caught my attention. She was reading the fourth lesson, which was the, the angel's annunciation to Mary. This um, young lady, she's quite small, she's only about this high, so she had to stand on a box to be seen by the congregation. And she was dressed in one of those sort of traditional blue dresses. From the shoulders down to the toe. And she had a lovely headscarf on in in this beautiful um, sort of plum colour. And standing on that box, she read the lesson about Mary, about the, the Annunciation. Very sort of picture perfect um, nativity type image. And she read these words. The angel said, and this was the script she was following. The angel said, O Mary, God has chosen you and he has purified you. He has chosen you over all the women in the world. O Mary, be devoted to your Lord and bow down and kneel with those who kneel. The angel said, O Mary, God gives you good news of a word from him. His name is the Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, well esteemed in this world and the next. He will speak to the people from the crib and in adulthood. She said, My Lord, How can I have a child when no man has touched me? He said, it will be so. God creates whatever he wills. To have anything done, he only says to it, be, and it is. And he will teach the child the scripture and wisdom and the Torah and the gospel. Wonderful story of the um, Annunciation to Mary, which we will celebrate week after next. Now, you might think, well, that, that's a very sort of picture-perfect um, image of uh, the, the Christmas story and a, and a carol service and all of that. But there's a few details I left out, which I'll now fill in, which actually completely change the perspective. This young lady was 21 and she's a third year psychology student at the university. Her name is Zainab, which literally means in Arabic, a father's precious jewel or the beauty of the father. She wasn't dressed up as Mary, she was wearing her traditional Bangladeshi smart clothes that she would wear and spark formal occasion. This young lady was Islamic, and the words she read were direct words of an English translation of the Quran. And in the midst of that reading, she read, and he will be a word from God. The last thing I want to say is that actually God calls you and me to be a little bit more than a prophet. Because we follow the one who not only came with the message, but as our liturgy and John's gospel says, right at the start, 
He was one. Not only came with the message, but he was the word made flesh. The word from God. It's all well and good for us to think God calls us to go and spread a message. But we also need to think, does this same God call us to put flesh on the bones? In ourselves, in the whole of our lives, to become the word made flesh. And as then, as people with that flesh in our bones, in our very bones, to then step out into our world, whatever that might be for you, and take God's word, God's truth, God's reality into your world to call people back into that personal, that first name relationship with God. Amen.